Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. Hello from Athens and the Holiday Inn of all places. I'm at the airport Holiday Inn because I just transferred over from Egina, the island where I was staying for the last five days. And I'm on my way to Zakynthos. Very exciting to hopefully swim with some turtles, some sea turtles. That would be amazing. And I'm really hoping that that comes true. But I will report on that after. But in any case... It is an astounding thing because I actually have Wi-Fi here. So as much as I really didn't want to stay in this kind of a place really at all, you know, like a regular hotel, I'd much rather stay in something more quaint and interesting. I decided to go ahead and stay at the Holiday Inn because I have a very, very early flight tomorrow morning. I have a 7 o'clock in the morning flight to Zakynthos. So I have to be there, you know, like 5.45 or something like that. European flights have been ridiculously crowded because everybody's getting back to traveling, I guess, this summer. So there have been insane delays. But luckily, the flight that I'm taking is a domestic flight because it's going between Greek provinces. So I don't have to be there as early as one might think. And even if it's delayed, I have no schedule in Zakynthos at all. So I'm fine with that. So the craziness of traveling in the summer in Europe, I guess, is back in big way. So I spent the last five days at this house that is owned by my mom's friend. And our thought was to perhaps make it into an artist residency, like the one that I stayed at in Crete. And so I was looking at the house with that idea in mind, but it turns out that the house is quite run down because no one has been there since 2017. It would take a lot of repairs to bring it back to the kind of shape where people would be happy to inhabit it. So I'm not sure that there are the resources for that. And I think we're going to have to let go of that particular dream. So I've had this song stuck in my head the last few days, and I thought it was about a human, but I think it's about the house. My breaking heart, and I agree that you and I could never be. So with my best, my very best, I set you free. So that's been in my head. And I think it's about the house. And I'm going to move on from that particular idea and just 
try to figure out where I am now and what I want to do next and what or where I want to focus my energies. Besides, of course, writing this book, which is what I am definitely doing in the next few months. But I also wanted to share with you a note that I found in the house because I really felt the presence of the person who loved this house, whose name was Harula, and it was her sanctuary. She was Greek, and she had been living in the States most of her life, but coming back and forth to Greece to visit friends and her sister and her parents when they were alive. So I found this note, and it was dated Egina. November 16th, 2017. I'm sitting by the sea, the very edge at my new favorite cafe. It sparkles, not as much as yesterday, but still. Misty Peloponnesian mountains, the Angistri leaves, the harbor on the right, beautiful palm trees, a little boat floating by. Gail said, sit by the sea, it's healing. Yes, ionizing. I smell it, I feel it. I am so fortunate. Why? Why am I still alive? Why do I still have my beautiful home in Pakiera Raki? Why do I have enough to get by and still have Glory and Gail and Johnny and all their great family friends, the farm and all that I have? I'm so fortunate. What about the migrants, the violence in France, the Middle East? Why not them? Greece is not well either, but at least women don't get sold and raped and people don't get their heads and hands cut off. We'll be okay. I can never sell Egina. I hope I don't have to. I'm all packed, so sad to be leaving, but content. I had a great time here in Egina all on my own. Now I'll know not to worry if Gail can't come. Glory staying there helped. We went to the movies and we watched TV. That was great. Being here is paradise. Blessed island, thank you, thank you, goddess. Please take me back to Gail safe. There was a self-portrait of her that I think she had painted, which was hanging in the bedroom where I slept. And it was sort of haunting, and at first I thought it was angry, but I think it was worried and sad. I hope that she's at peace now, and whatever happens with her house... I hope that she is somewhere looking down and approving no matter what. So moving on, I'm going to focus again on my longer term narrative. So I'm going to take you back to the fall of 1996. Savannah was seven by that point and Dakota was four. And Dakota was in his second year at the Montessori school. And he had a big team of friends that he loved who were mostly boys and uh, a couple of girls. But he was getting a little sassy, and I was finding, as a teacher in my second year, that four-year-old boys were sassy in general. When we'd come home from school, he would race inside, up the stairs, into his bedroom, and slam the door. And this happened pretty much every day. And sometimes it happened a couple of times a day. Now, I was truly becoming a Montessori teacher and living by that philosophy. And there is one element to it that I really like, and it is the idea of logical consequences. So I was trying to think in my head, what is the logical consequence for Dakota slamming his door all the time? So one day, after he ran upstairs and slammed the door, I went up to his room with a screwdriver, and I calmly pried up the bolts and the hinges and took the door off of the hinges. 
and started carrying it downstairs. And Dakota was like, wait a minute, what, mom, what are you doing? What's going on? And I said, well, Dakota, it's clear that you don't actually know how to use doors. So I'm afraid you can't have one. And he was shocked. He was like, excuse me, what? And I told him how the slamming of the door was really disturbing to the rest of the household and that I would be keeping the door until I thought that maybe he had figured out how to use it. Daily, he would ask me, can I get my door back? And I ended up keeping it off for about two weeks. And after that, there was no slamming. He was very careful about how he closed his door. But it was a very funny interaction between us as a Montessori child and a Montessori parent, like really putting those tenants to work. <laughs> in the meantime, in our new neighborhood, even though it was still Palisades, we were on a different street, and so there were different people there, and we were making new friends. And there were particularly one couple named Mary and Hubert, who lived sort of diagonally across the street from us. And Hubert was an avid golfer, so Dave loved hanging out with him on the weekends and playing golf, which was something that I had never really taken to. And Mary played golf as well. So the three of them would go and play golf. And then after they got home, we would have these lovely evenings where Mary would set out these beautiful spreads of all kinds of cheeses and olives and things. And we'd have wine and then we'd proceed on to dinner. And we had the most delightful evenings in their company. It was at one of these evenings that Mary pulled out her tarot deck and said, Diana, have you ever had a tarot card reading? And I said, oh my gosh, no, what is that? And this was the moment when I was introduced to the tarot. And I am forever grateful because it was Mary who started using the deck that I now use and have been using for 30 years, which is a deck based on Greek mythology. So these were stories that I already understood and I could totally relate to the stories that she was telling me about my life. I loved it. And I wanted tarot readings all the time, although that's not really how they worked. Mary told me that the tarot readings were good for about three to six months, that you could get another one quarterly. So I eagerly waited for my next one and my next one. And I started to get familiar with them and bought myself the very same deck that Mary had. And I have been using it for years and love it so much. And that was a very pivotal moment for me. The other large pivotal moment that happened in the fall of 96 was that Dave and I celebrated our 10th anniversary. Now, not to be people that kind of quietly let important events slip by, we decided to hold a big party and invite all of our neighborhood friends, as well as all the guys in the grinders and friends of Dave's from work and lots and lots of people. So we had a big smash party at our new house and it was a, a chance to entertain some people that had not been to our house yet, which was really fun. And we decided to have a Grinders reunion concert that would happen on our front porch, our front porch being the stage. Steven, the drummer from the Grinders, couldn't come for this concert. So we were casting about for a drummer and trying to figure out how that would work. And this one friend, who was also named Dave from back in Sneedon's Landing, he said he could play the drums. And we went and had a rehearsal with him. And it turned out that 
he absolutely could not play the drums. He could play them, but he couldn't keep a regular beat. I have never met a drummer who couldn't keep the beat in a regular time until this moment. So we were very mystified and we had to break it to him gently that he was not going to be playing the drums for us. We figured out someone else and we had this concert, but it was very funny because Dave, this other Dave, decided that he had to add to the rhythm section in some way. So he brought this cane-backed chair and a drumstick and he was playing the chair. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny and very silly. We did a bunch of songs, John Cougar Mellencamp's song. At the end of our crazy party, our neighbor Lorraine, with the thigh-high yellow patent leather boots, decided to invite anyone who wanted to to come over and join her in her hot tub next door. I didn't go because I was putting kids to bed, and I don't think Dave went. But a few of our friends did end up going over there, and apparently it was quite a hot tub party that was partially naked and very wild. And we took no responsibility for that part of the party <laughs> later on. But it was a wild success all around and an event to be remembered. Unfortunately, some of it was remembered a little too deeply because we discovered the next morning when we woke up and there was the light of day on our living room floors that someone in high heels had left pock marks all over our beautiful pine wood floors and Dave was livid. He was so upset because it, it was a matter of having to have them completely sanded and fixed, which we never ended up doing before we left that house. And somewhere in the middle of that concert, I sang the Tracy Chapman song, Give me one reason to stay here and I'll turn right back around. Remember that one? Yeah. And it was interestingly prophetic for what was to happen next in our little house. And I'll tell you all about that next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And next time I broadcast, I will be in Zakynthos, I hope. All right. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.